0: Fintech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success.
1: We would like to thank our 2022 fintech hunting sponsors accelerate equifax wfg enterprise solutions core logic b smarty anomaly squared sourcepoint total expert and next level advisors Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have an amazing guest for you today. It's a repeat guest. It's some of the most listened to FinTech hunting episodes. Uh, He's an industry vanguard. He's a thought leader. Uh, He has been named one of the most connected people in the industry and the list could go on and on. Please help me welcome back to the show, Josh Friend, CEO and founder of Incelerate. Josh, it's great to have you.
2: Michael, thanks for having me today. Good to see you.
1: It's great to see you. Well, we normally talk a lot of tech stuff and everything, but the market's changing, so I kind of want to start there. You know, there's a report that came out from the NBA in the last you know month or so that the average IMB lost $300 plus per loan last year. Clearly that's not sustainable. I hear a lot of buzzwords of, I've got to streamline my tech stack. I've got to create greater efficiencies. And I know there's a topic that you and I have addressed. I want to make sure our listeners get a chance to hear about it really is at the end of the day, what I'm hearing is total cost of ownership of technology is something that lenders really need to start focusing in on. Talk to me about total cost of ownership and some of the discussions you've been having with lenders recently.
2: Yeah, I mean, so total cost of ownership, it's like, uh, I guess it's it's like owning a car or a boat, right? Once you buy that, that's not the end of your cost. There's costs to maintain it, maintenance, service, replacement parts. And, and you know, I know it's software, but it's, it's the same thing in the sense of... Um, how much money does it cost you? Not just what do you pay a software vendor, but how much money does it cost you to actually run that software? Like how many people are devoted to that? How many managers, executives have to spend, you know, an hour, five hours a day? What does that actually cost you to be the ones that have to manage and maintain technology? And then. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, Then you can understand like what your then you put the technology costs, and then you can understand. Oh, this is what it costs me to run this technology, right? And so I think people are trying to lower their costs right now, and um, that's you know, you know, what people need to really start defining what it costs them to run their software.
1: So let's dive into that a little bit deeper, because a couple of the areas that I see a lot of people don't really understand the cost of, the total cost of ownership. One thing that I've seen happen, especially with larger lenders, is as they've acquired different lenders over the years. And as they have different channels, I've got a consumer direct channel. I've got a retail channel. I've got a wholesale channel. Most of the time, those other lenders they acquired have different technology and they've often allowed those other entities, the consumer directs, the, the retail to purchase their own solution. Let's use CRM. For instance, I know that is your wheelhouse. Well, Total cost of ownership for a CRM, if you're now running three, four, five CRMs, is very, very costly. Talk to me about why having like one platform is critical, and then I have some more questions on you know total cost of ownership as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess <clears throat> there's a handful of things. One, let let's just say, I mean, I I'm actually if you, I, I think the industry spends. As as an aggregate, too little amount of money or technology. Most lenders do, so it's it's you know it's it's not even necessarily the cost that you can lower, which you can if you have five different CRM platforms or you're managing. It's going to cost you a lot more money to run, and you know that's been the, in our industry. You haven't had platforms that can serve all the different markets well, right? So then it, you know you have a lot. It, it costs a lot, but the real other cost of it is kind of you know what ROI are you getting out of that because if it's not all working together, you're not going to have any expertise in it, right? It probably doesn't have the reason why it doesn't all work together because it, it doesn't have the flexibility to work in, in different in different industries, if you will, or different segments and channels. Which probably means it might not have the flexibility to do the things you want it to do. Every lender, you know, our lenders, we say 80% are all the same, and 20% have something they all they all want to do different. Yep. So, you have to, you know, do you provide flexibility to to do that? And I think our solutions in the industry haven't had that. So, I think some of the cost is it's just inefficiencies as well. I mean, the MBA study was, it what, I think it was $12,000 cost to produce a loan last year. I think it was something that. Yeah, that... Was it
1: was right in that range, you know, 11 something, almost 12. I mean, and that's, that's crazy for all of the advancements in technology. $1,000. dollars not have been able to lower the cost to originate a loan.
2: Yeah, I think it was $1,000 or $1,100 was the average uh, technology cost per loan. So you got 11000 other dollars going to, and half it was, was human capital. Capital, yep. Yeah, so you have to have, you know, because companies are inefficient, you have bad data coming in, going through the pipeline, processors, underwriters, you know, there's so much errors that happen because it's just people aren't synchronized. So I think if people were to spend their money in the right places, efficiently they're going to really and we have lenders that are doing that now right i can tell you i have lenders that made money last year i have lenders that are growing right and you know but they're doing these things they've been doing them they're the ones that are you know i look at our reports they use all of our apis and webhooks you know in the millions every single month it's you know it's insane how much they do but they're the ones that are actually using technology to save them you know or to to save them money and they're not they're not spending twelve thousand dollars cost to produce They're, they're they're much less than everyone else is
1: Let's talk about one of the other things I hear quite a bit as it relates to total cost of ownership. Lender goes out there and they buy what I'll call a generic CRM, right? It's a CRM platform that can handle all kinds of different industries and everything like that. And people's like, Oh, that's awesome. Uh, It can handle insurance and it could handle, you know, my car wash down the street and it could handle, you know, whatever. And because it handles all of those, it's very popular. A ton of people use that and they think that's the route to go. But what I'm, as, as I talk to you and as you dive deeper, one of the biggest challenges is there is a huge knowledge void. Because when you create a generic platform trying to serve 30 different industries, you can't be mortgage specific. You can't be consumer direct specific. You can't be wholesale specific. You can't be retail specific. So it adds a ton of cost for people to either have to get all of that built within the system or hire staff. Talk to me a little bit about that. Cause I know you've had that conversation with a number of lenders lately.
2: Yeah, I know, I mean, we've been, I know, I'll just say we've been winning, you know, the, the biggest CRM in the industry anywhere in all industries, is Salesforce, and yep. you know a lot of lenders, mid-sized and larger lenders have been trying to use Salesforce for a long time in the mortgage industry. And mm-hmm. the cost to do so it, it's massive, and it's not just. Again, I'm going to say it like this: it's not just the cost, which is it winds up become extremely expensive, because what you don't realize is there are so many little things that you have to build to be able to do what you wanted to do with the mortgage. All the rules, integrations into Encompass, everything you can think of, state licensing, is that important to you? All these disclosures, there's so many things you have to build. And that's a massive amount of cost to maintain and run. But then it's not just that. What I like to say, it's like the brain trust of the organization. How many people do you have in your organization that have the capacity to really think about all this stuff because it's complex? You know, and would you rather them do that? Or would you rather than be looking at your pipeline and your demographics of who you're selling to and trying to figure out how you can convert better? Or look at your secondary market and seeing how you can, you know, make more on your trades. Like, use your mental capacity for those things, not to try to figure out, oh, I got to create a permissions rule based thing that allows permissions on these things, you know, all, all these little side things, which you have to go do and you have to go build.
1: Exactly. And I think when people look at it, they're only looking at, well, how much am I paying for that license? And it's so much more than just that original license fee. It's how much am I spending to maintain it? How many people on staff do I have? And to your point, how many executives have to be pulled in and what is their time worth when you start pulling them in and realizing, well, I've got to build all of these little nuances out? Great conversation so far, Josh. And I think it's critical. I know our listeners. I want to know, they're taking down notes of how do I determine total cost of ownership. I've got to look at the upfront cost. I got to look at the maintenance cost. I got to look at the ongoing maintenance cost, integration cost. How do I connect the systems together? So we're talking total cost of ownership. And I think people are starting to realize, I really got to start looking at this. I can't have five CRMs. I've got to look at Can I have one CRM? I can't have, you know, 10 LOSs because every one of the companies we acquired or the different divisions like that. Talk to me about, historically, the mortgage industry really hasn't had a CRM that can handle all lending channels, including things like recruiting, which isn't technically a lending channel, but it's a business channel that people want to use CRM technology for. So tell me kind of what was your vision and how you've approached being able to serve all of those different channels.
2: So when we built accelerate we, you know, really went out to the market and looked at what was, um, you know, I'd say industry best practices of how to build things. We built a multi-object database. We built something very similar to, what you would go out to find out of Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics by having the flexibility of data movement and different objects. So we built a real CRM, like, you know, an actual CRM you can manage. And I mean, we sell and accelerate through and accelerate just because it's easier for us to run it through than any other CRM we've ever used. So it's the flexibility is very much already. It was just built when we originally designed it, you know, we just thought about, Hey, listen, if we want to use this for other industries ever, or if we just want to be able to use it for, and I did in my own practice, my own bank. I use it for my processors. My processors and junior processors use my software to help them alert tasks. I want, you know, I need flexibility. Make sure we build the flexibility to do whatever you want with it, and we did. So what that meant was, and this is actually it's interesting. We we weren't actually that aware of it until recently when we started winning some uh, large wholesale lenders and taking them from other current CRMs in the marketplace, and then. You know and then keeping them from going to you know having to go build their own saving them the money of building their own right it's just that that doesn't you know the um that some of the technology that we had and what you know what we built with the tpo piece we didn't realize wasn't in the marketplace and what we what we had done in our system is most crms out there uh, if you look at it you have like what's called like one object meaning you have a record that record is whether it's a borrower or a real estate agent or a loan officer trying to recruit, it's, a, it's, it's one object, right? Now, you may be able to put it in different views, but it's one object, which means rule things like deduplication, distribution, timers, and all these different things have to be common across all those objects. So the way you run a business-to-business is not the same. And the way a loan officer wants to deal with and interact with their real estate agents and manage real estate agents is not the same as a borrower so we built a second object so we have you know a borrower object and we have a partner you know basically third-party object that can be a partner real estate agent tpo customer and that has its own workflows and timers so you can have the same system but two completely different experiences roles processes and that's what's you know what's i'll just tell you this year that's helped us with winning customers is they're looking at all right so i have either i either have this system i i you know uh, a, a big company who I, I had to pay a lot of money for now i have all these people to try to maintain and have to think about it what's the cost of doing that yep. right like what am i you know what are my what are my options i do i go somewhere over here or do i have to maintain these three different crms and i don't really ever get the power of expertise if i'm running three different crms because to have the power of expertise you're gonna have to have you know three times the cost right, right. Be, so you just don't ever get it so versus having you know one And you have the power of expertise because it's going to be able to that who whatever or whoever is working on that system is going to be able to leverage that across all the platforms.
1: Exactly. Well, and I think that is critical as people are truly looking at how do I address the total cost of ownership? How do I now start creating a sustainable model where there's profitability built in? And you've mentioned a number of your clients are profitable because they've already started doing that and you're getting a lot more interest from a number of lenders out there, especially some very large lenders who are stuck in some of the challenges that we talked about. They have three, four, five CRMs or they're lending in six different lending channels and everyone's using something different or they've now had to configure it and that cost keeps rising. They can't keep afford to paying $12,000 to create a loan. And as you talked about in that study, a lot of the cost not just the technology, but it was headcount. It was people, it was the resources. And a lot of those resources are going to maintain three, four, five, six different systems. Uh, so there's great economies of scale in looking at a platform like Incelerate to say hey we can handle all of your lending channels talk to me a little bit about recruiting because it's not typically a lending channel but i know you're getting a lot of questions about people using that for recruiting as well
2: yeah so that was just kind of a uh, happened to be one of our customers said hey you know i i can see how this other object sits here you know i think i can use it for recruiting can i use it for recruiting and we said well okay what you know sure what are the fields and you know the Use it for recruiting. And then they basically built their recruiting workflow. And it's like, all right, well, you're at, yeah, use it for recruiting now. Now we've done some integrations to, I think, MMI and some of the other companies where you can actually pull in loan officer information so they know who closes the most loans in our in our software. And they can market to them differently than other people. So it's pretty interesting what they've done with the platform.
1: Well, I love it. And I think one of the other things that you've mentioned to me is now that you're having so many of these discussions with lenders, first of all, in today's market, lenders have to evaluate their technology. And more importantly, they can't just keep kicking the can down the road saying, well, this is what we chose. This is what we're stuck with. They've got to look at what are the new technologies out there. But one of the things that you've done for a number of lenders is really help them analyze that total cost of ownership. What's the best way, if somebody wants to kind of go through that exercise with you and your team, how can they get a hold of you? What's kind of the process so that people can really find out, hey, am I spending way more than I need to be, and are there better alternatives out there?
2: I mean, just go to our website, Encelerate.com. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of us there. You can request a demo, request a talk to us. Um, One of our team members would be more than happy to sit down and go over you know, really what your technology is, what your costs are, and kind of help you, you know, give you, point you in the right direction. And ultimately, you have to go back and do the work. You're going to have to look at your, you know, your P&L statement and look at, you know, your IT infrastructure line understand what all those things are in there. And then that's that's ultimately your cost of ownership. So, you know, but Excellent. we'd be more, more than happy to help you.
1: Josh, you always have great insights. Kind of, hey, where, what do you have in store? What do you think is happening for the, the second half of the year?
2: Um, I mean, it, I I see lenders gearing up and uh, expecting a busy summer sell season right I think there's been a um, you know still we have a massive housing shortage in America that hasn't changed you know that's not like a that's not that's not going away so people there's still it's still a supply and demand game that people need to buy homes you know I will tell you something I thought was really interesting so all those services that are out there um There's currently 9 million FHA and VA loans that are in like the twos or low threes that are, they're assumable. FHA and VA loans are assumable. Okay. So I've seen some lenders talk about how they're going to work with servicers and try to help them more, you know, market their products with their real estate agents. But Hey, someone wants to sell their house. Don't just sell the house, come here and, you know, do, you know, work with me on the service and then uh, then you can make this loan assumable. And not everyone's going to do it, but it's a very interesting, you know, concept of, you know, how to, you know, now all of a sudden someone comes to buy your house instead of paying, you know, $500,000 at six and a half percent, they're paying, you know, maybe $550,000 at like, you know, two and a half percent. And it's cheaper.
1: So it'll be interesting
2: to see what's, 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 there's a lot of
1: win wins there where somebody can get in at a lower interest rate, maybe get a little bit larger house than they were originally hoping in today's market. And it keeps people in homes. It gives people the opportunity for home ownership. So Josh, you always have a ton of great insights. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about total cost of ownership, one platform that can handle all lending channels Thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the Fintech Hunting Podcast. Thanks, Michael.
0: Fintech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow. What does instant mean to you when it comes to income and employment verification? With the demand for loans increasingly being met with a competitive edge, lenders should turn towards automation. A key way lenders can move digital is by leveraging instant income and the employment data from The Work Number, which helps them keep pace in an era where every day brings new challenges. To learn more, visit theworknumber.com. Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative Solutions, World-Class Customer Satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at WFGLS.com. Are you looking to close more loans in 2021? Experience accelerates award-winning customer engagement platform featuring lead management, CRM, call routing, sales enablement, marketing automation, borrower engagement, and data intelligence through innovative use of multi-channel marketing, text, social media, email, direct mail, phone, ringless voicemail, retargeting, and so much more. Incelerate, helping lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement. Schedule your personal demo today at Incelerate.com.
1: Tired of logging into different systems to check your loan pipeline? Ready to update your processes to meet today's digital borrowers? Now you can with Be Smarty's all-in-one mortgage technology solution. Save yourself time and money and wow your borrowers. Find out how at besmarty.com.